0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Or you could just go to the Everyman this week and see Ty Kiki's new show, In One Eye. Out the other now. Here's a show. You know, Tig. He's the baldy fella that does all the impressions and all the sketches on uh, Twitter or TikTok or any one of the platforms he's on, and he does the impression of Brian O'Donovan that Brian O'Donovan himself couldn't be as good at. And he's done loads of different sketches. You know, Tig. You know, Tig. Yeah. Well, the show is about a fella called Fergal. No, not our one. Shows about a fella called Fergal who fulfills his lifelong dream of becoming an alcoholic. (laughs) Explain yourself,
0: Hickey. Good morning. All right, PJ, how's it going? The first thing I'd like to say is I'm balding, not bald. (laughs) (laughs) Brian O'Donovan is full bald. I'm just aspirational to Brian, like...
1: <laughs> you're not you're not getting away from here without doing it by the way, but we'll come back to that. You'll come back to that at the end. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> But tell me about I mean, you know, there's a serious side to this, because this kind of charts your life in a way, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's kinda it's loosely based on my own experiences uh with drinking, but like it is a fictional character, I've just taken one or two details from my actual life. And try to make a show out of it. But it, it does have poignant moments in it. But on a good night, like I'm touring uh, England there now at the moment. I'm actually in a hotel room in Liverpool at the moment. I tell you, it's a bad weekend to be in Liverpool. <laughs> the whole place is just in, in, in mourning, yeah. But um, but like it's mostly funny, you know. So I've just tried to make a story that's mostly funny so that people can relax. And the material is dark. They're laughing most of the time. And then hopefully towards the end, they realize that there's a kind of a there's a kind of a message in there and that you feel sorry for this guy. And he has a kind of a reconciliation with his mother. But I think sometimes the blurb can make it sound like you're going to be crying for the night and it's going to be very depressing, which isn't the case. Like people are, are, it's, are usually laughing like on a good night and crying at the end.
1: Good, good, good. Now, I mean, your, your own <laughs> story, like how, how long are you, how long are you sober now, Tyke?
0: Over seven years now. Yeah. I, and I actually started writing the show when I was, when I was still drinking. Cause, uh, I was just trying to find a a kind of way of, I don't know, maybe coping myself and I kind of created this character who was kind of in the midst of alcoholism but was happy-go-lucky about it, which was kind of what I was um, as a front, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of, you know, there's no problem here, nothing to see here and that's kind of the way this character is as well. His life is kind of falling apart but to the outside world, he's kind of, he's in a good space. So that's the kind of conceit of the show.
1: Is that a difficult way to live, Tyg, from your own memories?
0: Oh, it's, it's 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 almost impossible. Like you know, you know, like when I look back at it now, I kind of can't believe. Because in the midst of my drinking, I was like, I was working with RTE. I had like kind of very good opportunities, like high profile stuff. Like I did live TV, like in the midst of it and stuff. And um, and that's just a work thing. Like obviously, family is a complete another different league then of difficulty. But uh, yeah, to keep the front on, like I think most most addicts really. That's why I think like you know you're better off trying to foster empathy for for addicts rather than kind of writing them off as Mm. people on the street or whatever, you know, because, like, no addict I've ever met anyway kind of sets out to to hurt people and just abuse substances. Like, everyone's just hurting Mm. in some way or another, and I was certainly no different show. And and no one sets out to develop a problem either. No, I'm yet to meet the alcoholic who's like, oh, that was... was my. In fact, that's what the joke of the show is like, because the first line of the play is, that it was his lifetime ambition to become an alcoholic. So, and obviously that's hopefully ridiculous enough to get the laugh because that's the opposite of addiction. Like people always set out to live a good life, I think, and try and help other people and stuff. But sometimes you just kind of get lost along the way. Like, you know.
1: Like like how long were you realistically in trouble before you grabbed a hold of yourself or, or how did it happen?
0: Like I was kind of, believe it or not, I felt like I was in trouble from the start. It's just that when from my experiences when I was younger I was able to kind of pull it together a bit better. So like I knew I was like problematic drinker when I was doing my leave insert. But back then it was just easier to say, right, I'm gonna stop now for the next two months, do my exams and I'll go I'll go crazy then for a while again and people won't notice as much. But I found as the years were going on, I found it harder and harder to to kind of stop or to kind of get a grip on it, and my mental health was kind of getting worse and worse and yeah. stuff. And, and like you're treating people terribly when when you're in addiction, but when you're drinking, it's kind of fine because it's just you and and your substance. But actually, I was really soft beneath it all, and I just couldn't. I was finding it harder to cope with the fact that I was treating people terribly, like particularly my family and stuff like that. You know, so it's that stuff that really gets your gets your mental health. And then I suppose the coping thing and all this for me. Has always been comedy. That's why the show is kind of so important to me because it's. I think you have to try and find the the lightness in recovery and then also even in addiction because a bunch of addicts together like is the most raucous crowd you'd ever get in your life. Okay. People in recovery just laughing their head off, sharing stories. Like, you know, so did, there's did no, you, there's not lighter in life really. Did you? It's probably the the hard question time. Did you
1: use? your own skills your inherent skills and talents did did you use those skills to deflect from difficult discussions
0: oh 100 100 and also if you're cracking jokes at a party or you say say now for example like i would go missing for days on end and then like a buddy would find me or somebody would contact me and i remember one time being up in saint luke's at some party and a buddy came across me and like my family were looking for me for, for days like this is not serious kind of stuff yes. but um, I had no shoes on like sitting on the side of the road and I and I met my buddy whatever and inside about, te- inside about 10 minutes I had him convinced that I was just under a bit of stress I was having a party I was having a couple of drinks and there was no big deal because I was so light about it and just cracking jokes that he was then reassured and then the, by extension like the people around you're like ah look he's just letting off some steam he's kind of fine so you become an expert at convincing both yourself and other people that you're just partying, like you're not, an, you're certainly not an addict, like you're yeah. just a kind of a party boy. And I think that's a big thing in Cork as well, isn't it? Where it's like, you know, he's just a party guy, he's fine. Whereas when you start using the word addict or alcoholic, like people can kind of get a bit scared by that. But but actually, that's the first step to trying, trying to get your life back together.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd you, you, you be... There's a, there's a saying I don't particularly like it but I'm, I'm sure it's applied that how do you know when an addict is spinning you a line their lips are moving yeah <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well it, I have no problem with, with jokes like that or whatever because they like A I joke about it myself and B it's completely true Is you it? know like that the other oh totally like well in my experience anyway like you you haven't um, you couldn't possibly tell the truth because if you told the truth you'd lose your job and you'd lose your partner and you'd you know You have to lie, like, that's the the nature of addiction. But what happens then, in my experience, for most people in recovery that I know is, you'd almost go the opposite way then. You kind of can't, you can't get away with any lies anymore. You just kind of move towards this kind of health and recovery. And I don't know anyone really in addiction or in recovery who's got good recovery who's still lying. There's a phrase in recovery of um, the road gets narrower. And that's ver- been very true for me. You kind of can't get away with anything anymore. Like, even white lies are kind of problematic. Like, so, unfortunately, you just have to keep telling the truth, which can be a bit of a nightmare at times, to be honest, but you got to go with it, like. it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> good for a comedian. For, like, for every addict <laughs> I've ever spoken to, tyke who, who turned themselves around and got clean, um, yeah, well, there's a turning point. Was there one for you? And is it in the show? Does it come up in the show?
0: Um. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think the turning point f- for me really was just, like, it was just, there was just so much pain, to be honest, like, I kind of got to the point where I felt like drink was kind of my forever friend, you know, like, there was, there was other substances that I knew I had to completely stay away from, like, um, and there was other behaviors and stuff, but I was just thinking, like, drink is kind of, that's, that's the old reliable, like, because, I mean, that's the kind of world I grew up in in Cork, it was, you know, drink was what you did, regardless of what your mood was, like, you kind of celebrated, or you drowned your sorrows, and that was just but it re- when it really turned on me I felt like the mask slipped or something That I was this thing that was just a laugh for years it's the mask slipped and I just felt like geez, I, I could lose I could lose my battle with this here like there's plenty of men and women better than me that have lost the battle with this thing Like so I just got scared to be honest right. and uh, a bit of fear I think is, is the best thing now in, in the summer as well in, in, when I stopped until this point 2015 I was kind of thinking like I, I'm actually going to lose my daughter as well I think that was almost the main thing like in that period where I was like, "Hold on a second, oh no, this this partying thing is is well gone, like no it's kind of it's kind of getting into life and death or whatever and uh and yeah, I think she's a, she's a great symbol for me because when I was drinking, I just you know I didn't look after her in the way that I wanted her, and that for me is the best evidence that alcohol is, alcoholism is a mental illness. Do you know, because now, like, there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Like, she's just, you know, I'm, all, she's on my mind the whole time, like, about what I can kind of do for her. But when I'm drinking, I'm just in the pub and I'm not thinking about her at all. Like, so that's why I think I was mentally ill. That's my way of kind of dealing with it. Anyway, I think you know.
1: Well, I mean, there are people who who say, and I tend to be on that side. It's an illness. And nobody, like you said, nobody, oh, yeah. nobody chooses this. No one sets out to do this. You know, saying it's not, I mean, it's like it's like it's like choosing to get cancer. Nobody chooses it. Nobody chooses a difficulty with alcohol either.
0: They don't, and I think, like, without getting without going on a rant, I think Ireland it, it, it's, it's so weird because we've got such a great understanding of drink, we've got a great understanding of alcohol, but I don't think we've got a good understanding of alcoholism at all, and I think it's still. A cold house for for addicts. Really, we we tend to just kind of dismiss them and say, well, they're not trying hard enough. They're like, they need to cough themselves on. Whoa, sorry, the the it's alarm on. is going off in my room here. <laughs> Two seconds.
1: You're all right, drive right on. So the shows <laughs> <laughs> the shows at the Everyman on the second and uh, third of June, and it's. I'll give you a second. The alarm is that a fire alarm
0: or something? I think it's a fire alarm. Yeah, Jesus, man, it's all drama here. I like,
1: be- I better, I better let you go, Tyg. The show is, okay. Yeah. it's only an hour long, right? And it's, it's, it's called "In One Eye, Out the Other." Tyg Hickey joining us from Liverpool.
0: Thank you so much, PJ. You
1: better get out. I'm sorry that for the room. alarm. Not at all. Get out of that room. <clears throat> the Everyman, uh, the weekend, and it's an hour long, and it's tickets on sale right now from the uh, from the theater. Nice fella. We, <laughs> I know what he did there now. He got the alarm started out so that he didn't have to do Brandon Donovan. Quartz ninety-six FM.
0: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call eight seven seven.